0: The following program is science fiction and fantasy. What follows
1: is science fiction and fantasy.
0: All right. Let's see what we have here. Supernatural beings, huh? Interesting. Supernatural beings, things come across our desk here. All right. Well,
1: last time when we were getting into HitCap,
0: the HitCap operatives, HitCap agents, HitCap remember being an acronym for harass, injure, torture, Kill all pedophiles.
1: And the, the
0: mad narcissist Mordecai, who many people in the dark worlds of the dark web believe is the sole inspiration and/or founder of the what we could probably call the hitcap movement. There are many reasons for that. One glaring piece of evidence for that is Mordecai basically Mordecai issued a threat to pedophiles, specifically who were watching a stream of a child being abused by a pedophile,
1: and really to
0: the, if we could even call it that, the the horrid community of pedophiles at large in the world, there was a very, he, Mordecai issued a very clear threat to pedophiles when on video he murdered or some would say executed a pedophile on camera for his crimes in a very specific way with a knife to the chest and the tearing and cutting off of The pedophile's penis and testicles and the stabbing of that same man in his anus with a knife that he was that this pedophile was using to abuse a child with, as well as other heinous sexual abuses to this poor child who Mordecai attempted to rescue, but later died. Of injuries at a hospital despite the efforts of the emergency medical services so we have that and then we have many connections to
1: technologies or
0: some type of metaphysical workings that are going on that are not quite yet fully
1: understood by those of us in the
0: scientific community and uh, those of us who've been particularly tasked to attempt to decrypt, to decode and understand what exactly is going on. And that's what this message here is about. It seems that uh, we have recovered either a discarded or lost journal of some kind, uh, some notes that many assume is from Mordecai. It's signed NERGAL, N-E-R-G-A-L, which previously um, Mordecai had had journaled, had blogged about a demon called NERGAL.
1: who he believes was uh,
0: haunting him or speaking to him. But this journal, this this fragment of journalism, it's badly damaged. There's water damage. There's some fire damage. There's some soiling. There, There are even various samples of blood. That were found on documents. I have here just some copies of some fragments of some notes, and that's what we're gonna get into. One of the interesting things, the first is that this demon Nurgle, what he says here in the journal is that he believes that he may be the demon Nurgle. Now remember this guy, uh we said he's uh mentally unhinged. I mean, the the types of crimes he's been accused of committing, the murders. Uh, that he's connected to one specific that we have in our archives, a video of him very clearly murdering a man that also is very clearly a pedophile. And many say that it was not a murder, but an execution. Others disagree and say that it was an assassination, but others say that it was a justified execution. We have the evidence that the man was abusing a child and that Mordecai stepped in. And uh, disposed of him. Uh, So this mentally unhinged. Supervillain, anti-hero, Mordecai. uh, Now thinks that he may be the demon Nurgle and that the voice that he heard saying the name Nurgle three times was calling out to him. That's one of the things that we see in these notes. So that's interesting in itself. Another thing uh, that we are looking at is that, uh, well, what, what he talks about supernatural beings, maybe him being Nurgle, and he says that supernatural beings, and when we talk about supernatural beings, we're talking about angels, aliens, demons, different types of disembodied spirits and souls. Basically, what it looks like here is that he outlines any of these supernatural paranormal entities that have some similar qualities. And these similar qualities are as follows. Um, and we believe we touched on this before, but we have some very specific, uh, very specific, uh, very specific list here of these things. So, one of the, so we'll just go through this list. So the supernatural beings uh, are those that understand how to move between physical and non-physical existence. And we'll get into physical and non-physical existence in a moment. It uh, involves and I'm not going to get into the math of it, but it involves something called a Fourier transform it Has to do with frequencies and, vib- and um And vibration specifically sometimes, a lot of times applied to sound, but it goes much more than that. So, and speaking of sound, so one of the first qualities of supernatural and paranormal beings are their ability to communicate
1: telepathically, uh, to speak
0: directly into the minds of people. So they, that's one. They communicate telepathically. In other words, people hearing voices. So that's one of the ways that supernatural beings communicate is speaking to people. People hear voices, they hear the voices in their head that maybe other people outside them cannot hear. The other ability is that supernatural beings have is to appear. And disappear, and uh, which is related to but not always the same as uh, manifesting and demanifesting, or uh, in other words, to materialize and dematerialize. Because manifest could be also visual only, I suppose, in some in some uses of the word. But to materialize and
1: dematerialize, so.
0: Uh, So, not only can they appear, so you you can see them, but sometimes these apparitions that appear are not material. So, you can see them and also hear them, but you can't touch them. But the other ability is to materialize and dematerialize and now a couple things related to materialization and dematerialization of course this is the ability to move through solid objects so they move through solid objects like walls uh so they move through solids um something else peculiar but also related to that uh even though they can move through solid objects, and, and these two things are related, they seem to obey ground rules, meaning they, they, they walk on the floor. So you could be on the ground level in the street, walking in the grass, on the dirt, and these apparitions also seem to be walking on the surface of the ground and the dirt. So they, they obey those rules. However, at the same time, this also relates to another ability, of supernatural, paranormal beings is the ability to uh, hover. We can say float. Um,
1: yeah, hover, float, fly.
0: Right, all those different kind of things, glide. Right, because you know if they're if they are not if they are just apparitions, right? If they just appear but they don't have materialization, right? And in order to stay at ground level with a person to appear as if they're standing on feet, they, I don't know, they must be floating or flying. I don't know. But that's that's what that's what we see in these notes here. Right. Um, uh, Furthermore, um, related to uh, appearing, disappearing, materializing and dematerializing. So they can be. Apparent, they can appear or be invisible, but also they. Uh, exhibit telekinetic powers so telekinesis meaning they can move objects um, apparently without touching them or if they're invisible how do we know they're not touching them or not right but they appear to be able to move things at a distance simply by willing a thing to move uh, okay so that's telekinesis And then there are um, other things related to telekinesis, other kinetic abilities. They have thermokinesis, so apparently they can change temperature. Uh, They have electrokinesis, they can interfere with electronic and electrical uh, processes like computers and uh, electric power sources and uh, power in a home. Uh, they they uh, related to thermokinesis is pyrokinesis. Um, they can apparently cause heat extreme enough to cause fires which is all also related to thermokinesis is cryokinesis, the ability to make things very so cold that they freeze. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to stop there. I mean, there, there are a lot of other things that are developed that are related to kinetic abilities. But so again, we're, we're talking about supernatural beings. And again, in this journal fragment here, we have that supernatural beings <clears throat> Are those who understand how to move between physical and non-physical existence. Now this has, now this is explored further in these notes by saying that the different names that people give supernatural beings are just that. And they're kind of irrelevant to, they're not, they don't have to be put into con- context of religion or anything like that or any belief systems or even any science in general uh this is a, a metaphysical science which uh mordecai notes is the master science that there's a hierarchy the foundation is metaphysics which is uh the a true metaphysics he says, is a combination of mathematics and philosophy and then above that you so you have metaphysics you have mathematics then it looks like physics. We have mathematics and philosophy here on the same thing, right? Metaphysics is the foundation, which looks like breaks apart to mathematics and philosophy. Then it becomes physics, then chemistry, then biology, then psychology. Um, and seems to go right back into metaphysics again. So it seems like a full circle. It takes according to these notes, but this is a fragment and it's badly damaged. So we're just kind of extrapolating what we can and speculating to fill in the rest. Um, So all of those things, again, these are aliens and angels, demons, spirits, ghosts, poltergeists, psychic abilities, all these different things um, are are supernatural or paranormal beings. And the understanding, these beings have the understanding to move between physical and non-physical existence. Now, How do they do that? Now, it's the understanding can be related to, and we're not sure if he means that this is exactly how it works, but it's related to something called Fourier transform and the equations related to Fourier transforms. So in that, uh, for example, you know, in, um, yeah, you can have, Mathematical equations that describe uh, frequencies that are in an unextended domain. And, uh, you know, you can describe different sine waves, different sinusoidal waves. And it's related to this. The best way that it can be uh, understood is in the same way how you can imagine something by thinking about it. You can see. So there are different ways of imagination. Not everybody who imagines things has visual imagination and not everybody who imagines things has audio imagination but but some people when they imagine things they feel emotions they feel temperature changes they feel changes in their balance their equilibrium their and so on and so forth so uh but however to so best explain it for those of you who do have visual and audio imagination. It's best described as how you can remember a song in your head, right? Or you can see a band playing on stage, or you can imagine yourself going through your home or seeing an old friend or remembering a place that you've been to. All of this goes on that you're, you're seeing it and or hearing it, right, in your imagination yet it's not taking up any space but the information is there right you could say mathematically to represent or represent to present again these things in your mind now what's interesting about that is that really everything that you sense in a in a way is biologically interpreted or f- interpreted into electrical signals that your mind then sees and hears Right. So the the. The information that impinges upon our senses. Right. The, the 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 light bouncing off of different things and the light sources themselves and the sound waves and everything. Right. They hit our optic nerves in our eyes and get translated into electrochemical biological signals that our brain interprets that we then see the colors and the shapes and the distance and everything like that in the same way. That the sound pressure waves and the oxygen and other molecules in the air that are vibrating then go into our ears and hit our tympanic membrane and and then and the the different uh, follicles and and uh, other
1: uh, the other uh, uh,
0: excuse me that uh, then hit our our eardrums, the tympanic membrane, so on and so forth, and the other follicles in our ear that then interpret, that then transform those signals of sound into uh, electrical signals or other electrochemical signals that are interpreted by our brain as different kinds of sounds and pitch and everything like that and give us distance and all that. And so in a similar way, when we imagine things, we are also Reproducing things in a similar way. There are electromagnetic, there are signals that we're able to see and hear, right? That's, that's completely separate
1: or different from the actual
0: physical source of these, uh, the, these sights and sound themselves. So we have a very similar thing going on there, and this looks like that's what they're pointing to with this idea of Fourier transforms. That it, that even, that this is a similar way of how things are, or how supernatural beings uh, move. And that's the term that's used specifically here: move between physical and non-physical existence. And it looks like. What is being suggested in Mordecai's journal here and his science of the supernatural here is that uh, that physical and non physical existence are concurrent, so they exist together and that one a being with the correct understanding can move between these worlds and through statosphere, the temperature gun technology and with the dream demon program that Mordecai and Hitcap have hijacked, uh, have touched on the same thing. And this has a lot, something to do with uh, photon-electron interactions through visual thoughts and through uh, audio representations that are magnified through, now we're getting to, uh, when one is able to meditate clearly and have lucid dreams, these, there are, are something like virtual photons that are interacting with electrical systems. And really, uh, we're talking about electrons and there's a sort of something that's related to, but maybe not quite, but the way that they're describing it here is, is like, uh, very similar to, um, yeah, it looks like a photon-electron interactions. Um, yeah, it says visual thoughts, protein. Again, remember, we're piecing this together from fragments of this journal. I have to a copy here. Let me see if there's some other notes. So, all right. Oh, yeah, so that's something that, that resembles quantum entanglement or the idea of quantum entanglement, that these photons... Um, are interacting with elect- electrons. And remember, if, if, if a person, if you don't know every single atom, for the most part, except for a certain type of hydrogen ion that has been stripped of its electrons, every atom, you know, in existence, usually ha- has um, has electrons in a probability cloud around the atom in proportion to the amount of protons that that atom contains so you know hydrogen has one proton it has usually has one electron um a, high, a helium atom has two protons so therefore has two electrons and so on and so forth as you go on you know oxygen has eight protons eight uh, electrons gold has 79 protons so it has 79 electrons And so electrons are the same subatomic particles that are responsible for electrical current and are uh, deeply intimately connected in, of course, magnetism, electromagnetism, the magnetic field and electronic electrical current. And these, and when... A person is very experienced or be, is master or an expert in a certain types of meditation and able to visualize and to, to create and recall audio and other sense perceptions that these radiate certain types of photons. Now he describes them in a way as virtual photons, but it looks like he's saying they're not exactly the same thing, but it's a related idea of virtual photons that they interact with electrons and in a, in a certain way that's similar to quantum entanglement in that they do not obey the cosmic speed limit that photons normally should exhibit. You know, photon speed, nothing goes faster than the speed of light, supposedly. However, these different kinds of communications, um, and, and that supernatural beings have this understanding. And it looks like Mordecai is also putting himself in this category of a supernatural being. <laughs> um, and again, this is removed from what most people think of as a supernatural beings. You know, he's basically saying that angels and demons and aliens alike, right, are simply different sentient intelligent beings that know how to do the same thing that he's been doing with status and specifically the temperature gun technology and what is involved with the dream demon program, the ability to Display these things like to communicate telepathically, to appear and disappear, to materialize and dematerialize, to move through solid, to float, fly, glide, and to uh, operate telekinetically to move things from a distance. And <clears throat> and this is all related to meditation, imagination. But now we look at that the meditation and imagination has to be stabilized uh, through
1: through shared
0: experiences which there's a chart here and it shows very simple we have a dot we have lines
1: and then we have simple shapes we have triangle we have circle
0: Have square. Um, We have a star, but one that's made with connected lines, not, uh, you know, uh, so we have a star. And those basic shapes, triangle, circle, square, star. We have a dot line, so uh, there may be some more, but all we see here are six. Dot a line, triangle, circle, Square and a star. Um, And it looks like this might be some way of communicating by using basic shapes or stabilizing shared experiences in order to, it seems to, to what they call again, move between physical and non physical existence, but is also related to Fourier transform equations. So, in a similar way that a Fourier transform can, can uh, translate uh, inform- mathematical information from a non physical, unextended domain that's not in space and time into a space time domain in our 3D physical reality. So basically, this certain understanding that's related to uh, these things of imagination. And however, uh, the imagination alone is not enough. It has to be stabilized through different shapes. Oh, uh, I heard there's another shape. I'm looking here. There's something else. There are more complex shapes. I did talk about this before, actually. Uh, that there we, yeah, we didn't mention this very briefly before. Um, what I'm looking at is something that's called Metatron's Cube, but it's a one dimensional, meaning it's flat on a piece of paper drawing of Metatron's Cube. Which is a geometrical shape that contains a lot of different shapes. It has a um well let's take a look here. Let me go to I'm not looking at the Metatron's cube right now, but I will in just a moment. Let's see. Ah, there we go. So yeah, Metatron's Cube has uh, these different shapes. We have we have circles which if they were three-dimensional would be spheres. We do have many triangles. We have a, um, what is that? This, this cube has, well, this part of this shape here, we have, so we have a, uh, we have a hex, yeah, we have a hexagon. We have tr- various triangles, um, circles, which would be spheres. If this thing were three-dimensional, we have, um, we have pyramids and tetrahedrons. So there's a lot of different shapes in in the Metatron's Cube, these basic shapes. And again, on some of these notes, that we see some of the same things. We have dots. We have a dot. We have a line. We have a triangle, a circle, a square. Do I see a square? I see a square in the Metatron's Cube. I'm not seeing a very clearly defined square just yet as I look at the shape. I've seen it before. Uh, something looks like a square. It's kind of like a diamond. Uh, do you see a rectangle? Uh, anyway, so, and a square is a special form of a rectangle because it has right angles, which is the rect. Rect means right, rectangle, angle, right angle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. So all right yes I forgot about that but so there there's so there are definitely certain stabilizing uh, mechanisms to this transference from a physical to non-physical or from a three-dimensional physical world to a non-physical. Now I don't think uh let's see here what I'm looking at okay so Mordecai notes that uh this also that people who die um, may be able to have these abilities as like ghosts and hauntings and things like that. And uh, that also there really is no such thing as death. However, it seems that he's noting here that, uh, that he says as much as he would like to die and join his beloved, he doesn't do so because he's discovered That the more you learn in the physical world how to um, manipulate between the physical and non-physical, the better you'll be at it when you die, when your body dies. And so now he's mentioning something about something similar to Bardo training. And this is now we're linking this back to lucid dreaming. So let's see. And there's a couple of. okay. so he's saying there's some Tibetan concepts that are important here in his notes. Okay, so the so the bardo the bardo is something I guess like a purgatory um, when a person dies, and what he's linking this is to lucid dreaming. He's saying bardo training, lucid dreaming is bardo training. Okay, so a person who's alive who learns how to do various things in their lucid dreams will be much better off when their physical body dies. Okay, so, and that a person can learn to do all the things that supernatural beings can do in our physical world, they can practice doing them in lucid dreams. Okay, and he lists, there's a list, looks like, again, that matches up with the supernatural paranormal beings' abilities and their ability to communicate telepathically, to appear and disappear, to materialize and dematerialize, to move through solid objects, and to fly and use telekinesis. All right. So. And this is. uh, These are things that you can practice as a lucid dreamer or a highly skilled meditator. And that by learning how to do do those things, but specifically in a dream state, by first becoming lucid, becoming aware that you're dreaming and then becoming a super lucid dreamer, as he's calling it, you can then. Start taking control and, and practicing these different supernatural abilities. Telepathy, to appear and disappear, to materialize, dematerialize, to move through solids, to fly, glide, float, and hover, and to move objects from a distance using telekinesis. And then other kinetic abilities that we mentioned before pyrokinesis, um, electrokinesis,
1: uh, and what do we mention?
0: Different Yeah, telekinesis, pyrokinesis, uh, cryokinesis, electrokinesis, all those different kinetic abilities. And then uh, there's there's another thing you mentioned about Tibetan, something they call tulpas. And there's a note here that says mind made forms. Mind made forms. Okay, let's see what the notes are on that. Okay, so it looks like this is also related to the ability to move between physical and non-physical existence, that uh, with a certain amount of stabilization, and again, we're looking at referring to this Metatron's cube, and it looks like this dot, line, triangle, circle, square, star, are shown here again, that you're able to create mind-made forms. And it looks like he is noting that this can extend to creating all different kinds of things, things that seem to be ghosts and hauntings and different kinds of beings like Bigfoots or even aliens and angels and demons. So all of this stuff that people experience as these supernatural things can also be created as tulpas, which seem to be mind-made forms, as it goes on here, mind-made forms that can take on a mind or seem to take on a mind of their own but they're, they're more like a program they have a limited ah it's like an like artificial intelligence they can take on a mind of their own so it looks like you can create all right oh okay so these things can appear and disappear they can materialize and dematerialize move through solids they can float fly even have telekinesis and communicate telepathically however they're limited Because they only store a certain amount of information for the
1: most part. So they're like programs. Ah.
0: Okay. There's a note here. NPC. They're like non-player characters, the tulpas. So they have a limited scope. However, okay. It goes on to say some of these tulpas can tap into their creators. And their creators are like a, uh, the depository of information that they could draw from in order to communicate in the physical world. Wow, this is a fascinating web of stuff that we've pulled up here in this journal fragment. All right. Well, I mean, that is fascinating in and of itself. Uh, we're going to have to look through this more. I mean, I just got this and I was really excited to... To look through it and, uh, see what I could mine out of it. I'm gonna do my best to see what we have here. Let's go through some notes. Okay. Demi-phase. Let's see, expulsion of evil spirits. Exorcism of demons. Okay, that's an interesting. Spontaneously no, it's, okay. All right. Take objects out of dreams. Creatures in black by the window. Interesting. Uh, I'm just looking through the journal fragments that we have. Mm. Okay. Um, but, I mean, what we have is very... Interesting. Most alien experiences are not positive. Okay. Mm. All right. uh, Dream state and altered states related. Tuning into a channel. Cloaking their presence. Tulpas and projection of astral bodies. Interesting. Uh, Projecting tulpa avatars. Stabilizing tech. Uh, Constructing Metatron's weapon against extraterrestrials. Wow. Okay. There's some interesting notes in here. The bridge between physical and non-physical is simply a matter of symmetry, asymmetry, coherence, decoherence, integration, differentiation. Just like a physical space can be separated by distance, non-physical existence can be separated by exclusion, just like the shared dream versus the individual dream. I'm not sure what... Means like that. Um, research Fourier transform for time and frequency, frequency to time domains. Okay. Uh, breakaway civilization, quantum kinetics, ontological mathematics. All right. Wow, there, there's some interesting stuff in these note fragments. I don't know what this is, but there's a number, 166001010. It's nine, nine digits. 166001010. Okay. Uh, three alien secrets almost no one knows. That's interesting. Some note says observation
1: steers. Huh. The role of
0: consciousness plays participation in physical reality. Oh, there's another note here about oh, steering random number generators that also says that this has to do with virtual photons and interacting with electrons in microelectronic systems. It's talking about stealing memories and erasing dreams. Um... The aliens, angels, and demons linking and unifying idealism and materialism. How to transform from a mostly physical metaf- or metaphysical experience to a mostly metaphysical or physical experience in other worlds. Okay, so this is all related. Um, thought, paper, sight, mind. Interesting. So we're looking at, I mean, this is, these are fragments. But again, let me... Summarize. I mean, these notes are fascinating. I I, I got really excited looking at them. Uh, I think that I mean, alone you belong entirely yourself. Our life is made by the, what the death of others. Uh, okay. How to live in two worlds to overcome nightmares, alien abductions, and demonic attacks. Okay. Um, how? Because they are all the same phenomena, simply labeled differently by different people. Okay, that's what we were talking about before. That uh, here he says supernatural beings are those who understand how to move between physical and non-physical existence. Okay, that that tracks there. Or those different species know how to do the same thing, which is live in two worlds, spiritual and material, is breaking symmetry. Okay, so spiritual to material is breaking symmetry, going from symmetry to asymmetry, okay? Forming symmetry enters the spiritual realm. Okay, okay, so, oh, now we're looking at, so there's also, also some notes about binaural beats, but this is very difficult to read. Binaural beats, a of role play, meditate, uh, hypnokinesis. Something about a nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, okay. This is a Nippon telephone, core and octopus, blood sugar. Okay. This is um, getting to where we are. Hypnotic solution for demonic possession, alien abduction, and nightmares. Pierce the veil, two worlds. All right. All right. So... Right, and we're just getting back to where I started. Yeah. So okay. All right. So again, I'm just going to wrap up here. It's in the darkness. Okay. Hit uh, caps. Council of Legend and Hypnokinesis. All right. Super soldiers. Subquantum kinetics. Ontological mathematics. String theory is mentioned here. In quantum entanglement. <clears throat> All right. 3D frequency link for dream sharing. Okay. All right. So uh, anyway, let me just wrap this up. I don't want to go too much longer anymore. than 40 minutes. But so from these notes from Mordecai, um, it, what we have is a fragment. It's a badly damaged piece of a, a notebook that we have. I'm not holding the original sample. That's been you – know, I, I just have uh, – Photos, photographs that have been printed uh, or scans, uh, photorealistic scans here. I'm thumbing through and uh, it's basically talking about supernatural beings or the science of the supernatural and saying that basically all those different things that people experience as ghosts and demons and aliens and, and angels and all that, God and, and whatnot, are simply either supernatural beings who understand how to move between physical and non-physical existence or their Tupas, which are mind made forms, which are programmed and sent out to be able to do all those same things, moving between physical and non-physical existence. And the abilities that they all have in common are the ability to communicate telepathically, the ability to appear and disappear, um, which can be related to materializing and dematerializing, but, not always uh the ability to move through solids right because if they, they also appear and they can move through solids also means that maybe they're not materialized but maybe they are and they just dematerialize momentarily to move through the solid objects not sure about that yet they can hover float fly glide and they have telekinesis they can move objects without apparently physically touching them and this both applies to both supernatural beings themselves so Mordecai puts himself in that category, and also supernatural beings can create uh, programs that have almost all the same characteristics, except they're more limited because they don't have a mind of their own. They're just like an artificial intelligence, an apparition, for all intents and purposes, a another avatar. Well, no, actually, that's not correct. Not, not another avatar, but they're like... A, A non-player character so they look like an an avatar but they are more like a robot they have a limited programming but sometimes can also be tapped into by the original the creator of the avatar or the avatar or the the non-player character can tap into the creator to for more information so they can be uploaded with more information and they can become more mature over time and apparently seem more and more real. This is some fascinating stuff, and it's all linked with the idea of lucid dreaming. Uh, It looks like astral travel and uh, remote viewing and remote influencing. So those are the main things that we're dealing with there. So anyway, that's the science of the supernatural from the Hitcap Chronicles, you know, from uh, supposedly... We're linking it to Mordecai only because it says uh, it has something about Nurgle in here, the demon Nurgle, which he has uh, written about before. So, again, we're finding more and more connections to Hitcap and uh, and Mordecai. And this has really been fascinating about these supernatural beings and these tulpas. So um, we're going to explore this more. And because what, what we're trying to do here is to be able to, you know, decrypt, decode and replicate this technology. Um, this is a physio meditation labs and we're going to see what we can do with this. And, uh, you know, if anybody would like to fund this research, we're, we will we'll definitely welcome that. We're going to see what we can get out. It's very difficult in these channels and this type of stuff is very it's not very, very popular, but the more evidence we gather for this being able to work and, and some of our experience are showing this, uh, it's gaining more interest, especially unfortunately in a lot of intelligence communities and as well as uh, some special interest groups that want to further fund this research because they want some actionable and applicable a technology to come f- from it in order to profit from it and to be able to use it as weapons. It all comes down to weaponizing this stuff. Um, this is the only way we can exist. Um, those, those, these these uh, organizations seem to be the ones who have the money. And, um, you know, as fascinating as this stuff is, you know, we got to eat, Um Unless, I don't know, I don't know how Mordecai, if that really is, has to do with him, but all the evidence points to that, I don't know how he's doing it. Um, but we're going to also try to find out how they're getting their resources, how they're operating, because they seem to be, I mean, they have bases on Earth and supposedly in space and have taken over the moon. We talked about that before. Um, all fascinating stuff. But anyway, that'll conclude, uh, this here. As, uh, time goes along and we figure out more about what's happening, we'll bring that to you. All right. So that's fragments of what may be one of Mordecai's lost journals. And we, these are some clues about how Statosphere and temperature gun technology may work. And we have some further insights into the Dream Demon program. All right. So that is all. Physio Meditation.